Hello and welcome to the Basketball Champions League Coast to Coast podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein, flying the ship solo this week. Uh, partner in crime Igor Jerkovic is uh, on family leave for this week. And uh, so I'm just going to just gonna have my dulcet tones uh, for you to take in. Uh, but uh, no reason not to have a podcast and, and let you know everything that's going on in the wonderful world of the BCL. Uh, we have the f- f- uh, field set for the final eight. We had our final two teams uh, book their tickets to the final eight, those being Pinar Kashiaka, who ended up knocking off uh, Happy Casa Brindisi, and then Six Strasbourg beating Turk Telegram Ankara uh, to get their spot. Uh, the host city will be announced uh, actually later today. Um, it was not uh, it was not announced at the time of the recording. So, uh, but uh, probably by the time you you hear this podcast, uh, we you will know where the final eight will be taking place from May fifth to the ninth. And the draw for the final eight uh, is scheduled for a week from today, April 16th. Um, so I'm not sure, probably won't have the, that on the podcast next week. Uh, there will be podcasts, even though there's no games, there will be podcasts uh, every week uh, building up to the final eight. Uh, so don't worry about uh, not get not getting your fix of the BCL. We have you covered. Uh, for Pinar Kashiaka fans, we have an interview with uh, Tony Taylor, uh, who came up with an amazing performance to get Pinar Kashiaka to the final eight. Uh, also, is uh, the 2019 BCL champion. He won the title, obviously, with uh, uh, Virtus Bologna, along with current Pinar Kashiaka teammate. Ahmad Mbai, and also uh, from Heredia San Pablo Burgos, uh, the uh, center there, Dejan Kravich. So uh, possibility of uh, that trio maybe facing facing off, uh, but definitely meeting up there uh, at the final eight. Uh, let's move right into the the, the um, playoffs week six standout performances. Uh, the aforementioned Tony Taylor, uh, 30 points, Two rebounds, seven assists, and a, th- a thirty efficiency. Uh, the thirty points was uh, actually a professional career high. Um, we talk about that in the in the interview. Uh, the next member of the standout performances is Joamir Boacek. Uh, was fantastic for Strasbourg against Turk Telecom. Twenty one points, two rebounds, one. Uh, one steal had uh, two big th- two big dagger shots uh, in the final uh, two three minutes. Uh, Omar Pruitt, two fantastic games for Aaron Nimburg in their win uh, over Sasari and Saragossa had twenty one points four rebounds three assists against Sasari and then against Saragossa had twenty five points and nine rebounds. Berkan Durmas from Tofas uh, Tofas Bursa and their win over Uni. Uh, Hopol only credit Halone, 18 points, four threes, five rebounds, two assists, and rounding out the standout performances is Kingsley Moses uh, for Ike Athens in their win over in Nizhny Novgorod, 19 points and six rebounds. So that is the uh, grouping of standout performances, um, and not really, uh, not really anybody. 
that you really feel like you have to get in there uh, as uh, replacements for that grouping of uh, of five. Let's get into the games. Uh, just kind of run run them down a little bit. Uh, as uh, as mentioned, uh, Tofus and their win over uh, Halone that was in Group I. Uh, Tofus winning. 90 to 71. Obviously, uh, Halon was already through at four and two. Tofas already eliminated. Uh, they finished at two and four. And then Kashiaka getting the big victory, 107 88 over Happy Casa Brindisi, both teams three and three. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, Brindisi had hoped maybe that they could have. Uh, 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 D'Angelo Harrison come back for this one. Uh, just wasn't, a, just couldn't make it back in time. Uh, just, you know, you look at Kashiaka, one of the things that Kashiaka has been so great is that they, you know, have, you know, really strong weapons. Uh, Tony, obviously, Tony Taylor with the 30 points, uh, but DJ Kennedy, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Zach Henry, uh, 13 points, nine assists, and then Raymond Morgan with the 20 points. The team, uh, Kashiaka shot 50. 52 percent from three-point range um and and also they did a really good job uh slowing down darius thompson who has been fantastic um he held was held to seven points uh before falling out in just 22 minutes he had been averaging 17 points over the last four games uh so uh congrats to kashiaka uh, really just, um, you know, kind of grabbed the control of the game and then uh, held on. Obviously, they needed to win by five points because uh, Brindisi had taken the first game uh, by four points. So, um, yeah, congrats to Peter Kashiaki. Also a little bit happy that the that the game uh, against Halon where Semi Erdan uh, stepped over the the line and uh, and they got the technical uh, to decide that game at the end. Uh, happy that that uh, didn't come back and cost uh, Kashiaka. Nothing against Brindisi, but just happy that um, a situation like that did not cost the team um, then the spot in the in the final eight. Uh, Tolfas, uh, twenty one turnovers against Halon, obviously, which is uh, you know just a crazy amount. Turned those into twenty thirty two points. Um, and, uh, yeah, just was able to, you know, finish strong, the team that we kind of expected uh, them to be more like, uh, 22 to two run over the third and fourth quarters to just kind of uh, get that, uh, group J, uh, there was the Spanish battle to figure out first place there. Uh, Lenovo, uh, Tenerife knocked off, uh, Burgos and, uh, uh, San Pablo Burgos. 89-60 to finish at 5-1, and one, Burgos 4-2. and two. Igo Kea, uh picked up their second win over Favriga, 64-58. Favriga departs at 0-6. Uh, uh, not quite the uh, uh, results that I had expected in there. Um, yeah, Burgos was without uh, Benite, but probably the biggest uh, uh, absence was um, uh, Yassi Rivero. Uh, shot just 24%. Burgos did from three-point range. And uh, yeah, as, uh, Ten- Tenerife just, was just too too strong for that that one. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it would have been nice to see uh, Fevriga in the other game in that Group J. It would have been nice to see um, Fevriga get a victory. Uh, but uh, they just, you know, 31% field goal shooting. Uh, field goal shooting, that's just not enough to, to get it done. Um, moving over to group K, that was the Strasbourg, 
uh, Turk Telecom Ankara game uh, to decide the second team along with Nizhny Novgorod. And uh, Six Strasbourg win at home, 91-81. 3 is their record. Turk Telecom finish at 2-4. and Ike knocking off... Uh, Nizhny Novgorod 79-78 to finish at 3 and 3 in third place. Nizhny obviously already qualified 4 and 2 was their final record. Uh yeah, the Strasbourg game was tight throughout. Uh you know, go back and watch this. It was a fun game. Uh you know, you you know, the, the Strasbourg really didn't turn the ball over um and and was able to get uh, those uh, turn those those Turk Telecom only had 14 turnovers, but uh, but Strasbourg uh, turned those into 23 points, which is a pretty good uh, uh, pretty good amount for there. Um, you know, Colson was great. Uh, Bocek, as mentioned, Colson 23 points. Bocek with the big shots at the end. Jefferson with uh, 13.6 assists, another good one. Uh, and you know, you have to be impressed with uh, Strasbourg. You know, they were 0 and 3 uh, to start the the playoffs, and then. Uh, and then uh, won three in a row to get to the final eight. You know, everybody uh, looked at them and said, you know, hey, that's a, that's a massive uh, climb, a massive hill to climb, especially with Ike being in there as well, and um, and were able to come back. And so, congrats to to Strasbourg for for getting there. Turk Telecom, you know, first four minutes of the fourth quarter, they went scoreless, and and uh, uh, from uh, you know the to turn a game which was close until then uh, into um into a uh yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty clear then that Strasbourg was going to win uh, down the stretch um Ike mentioned Mosley uh Moses uh with his uh 19 points and uh yeah just uh, congrats to Ike to at least finish on a, on a victory um on a high note obviously not the the season that they wanted uh, but a uh, tough situation going on there for them uh finishing off in group L there was the Tuesday game uh, with um, uh, with Nimburg, Arna Nimburg knocking off Dynamo Sassari 91-73 to move to 4-1. Sassari 0-5. Omar Pruitt mentioned him, had a, had, a, had a big game, 21 points in that one. And Dalton, 17, uh, was able to keep to keep Sasari down at just 37%, just a, a, a strong defensive performance by Sasari, uh, by Nimbrook, uh, in the other game. Um, then Nimbrook came back on, on Thursday. And, uh, even though they didn't have, uh, Ratan Obasan or, uh, Jarek Harding for either of these games came back and, and knocked off Saragossa. Impressive. 9878 uh to finish 5 and 1 in first place Saragossa 4 and 2 and the other game uh was Sassari getting their first victory in 8372 um mentioned mentioned obviously uh Pruitt uh Lucas uh Plaza had another good game 18 points and uh the and Nimbrick shot 55% uh, Saragossa uh, just thirty-eight percent for the game. Benzing twenty points, not enough. And uh, nice to see Saragossa Sassari um, finish off on a win. Uh, one thing to to note for uh, for but it was a Bomberg who finished at two and four. They did get uh, they did give some of their youngsters a chance to play. You saw the twenty-two-year-old uh, Matteo Saric actually lead the team in scoring with sixteen points, uh, twenty-eight minutes. He this was his fourth game in the BCL that he's played. 
the 20-year-old Moritz Pletcher played uh, 28 minutes uh, and uh, scored 11 points. He had played just six minutes in, in three games. And then Elias Baguette, the 18-year-old, played his first game in the Champions League, so made his was able to make his debut. So good, uh, good uh, for Bamberg to give some of their youngsters a chance to get some burn. Okay, so let's move to overtime, and uh, we'll start with a stat of the week. And I'm going to go with six, and that was the total number of points that the bench produced for Turk Telecom in the 91-81 loss. You look at uh, Nick Johnson, Kyle Wilcher, and Sam Decker um, contributing 58 points, and then you also get 13 points from Mark, uh, Marcus Foster, uh, but just six points uh, from the bench, and uh, you know this was a concern I had f- uh, for Turk Telecom, and it and it and it came back again to bite them. Uh, they they actually this was not even the worst performance. They had two points from their bench in the in the game uh, against Limoges so uh, earlier this season. So that's uh, what I'm going to uh, use as my stat of the week. Uh, overreaction, uh, you know, Nimbrook uh, for all the weapons that they have. I'm going to say they actually have another weapon that they can call upon. Uh, if a guy's getting hot, just go to him. And that's Omar Pruitt. Uh, you know, like I said, 21 points and, and 29, uh, 21 points and 25 points. And, uh, he's now scored 20, 20 points or more in four of his, four of his last seven games. Um, after only doing it once in his first 25 games in the competition. So, uh, Omar Pruitt just uh, on fire right now, and uh, you know if if uh, Harding's not you know on, uh, Obasan can't uh, you know get uh, buckets to fall. Obviously Pruitt right there ready to uh, to to stand in and and get the job done as well. So let's go to did you know uh, interview partner Tony Taylor, uh, his opponent in his first professional domestic game. This was back in Poland with uh, Turov. And uh, the game was against Kojolan. Uh, his opponent in the game was his current teammate, that being Zach Henry. Uh, so that was a uh, and and uh, Taylor and Turov got the victory. I uh, can't remember. I think it was eighty-one fifty-four something like that. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. Uh, surprise of the week. Uh, mentioned that uh, Nizni lost, and uh, the the surprise was. Losing an 11-point lead with seven minutes left. Um, okay, they didn't have a sense of urgency. Uh, you know, they had already qualified, knew that they were going to be first place. But this is the second time in two in two day in two weeks that they lost. Um, you know, uh, lost a big lead. They lost by 15, they lost a 15-point lead to Strasbourg last week. So. Uh, and I actually I used that as my surprise of the week last week. So it's a little surprise. I'm not going to go to overreaction and say I'm worried yet, but uh, it's definitely something to to uh, to toss out there. Uh, last one, I'm going to say team wishing that the final eight was was next week. Uh, I'm going to go with, with um, Tenerife. You know, they're just cruising and, uh, you know, good health, everything else. So I'm going to go with Tenerife, uh, just wishing that the, that the thing was going on right now and, uh, and they could just, uh, you know, go boom, boom, boom and, and try to get the, uh, the three victories to, to, to get their second title. All right, let's uh, move to the interview of the week. I had a chance to chat with Tony Taylor from Pinar Kashiaka. So here's uh, the chat with him and we'll catch you on the other side.
All right. So on the show this week, we have Tony Taylor from Pinar Kashiaka. Tony, thanks for uh, taking some time. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So uh, you guys uh, um, fought it out and ended up uh, reaching the final eight. Uh, I want to I want to start with with this scene. Uh, there was a there was about a minute and twelve seconds left, and DJ Kennedy just hit the three pointer uh, to make it one hundred four eighty six. Uh, really, pretty much decide the game. You guys needed to win by at least uh, four points, and um, mm-hmm. it 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 looked like you really let out um, like almost like a primal scream. Um, <laughs> maybe just how much does it mean for you? Um, maybe first personal and then as a team, obviously as well, uh, to get to the final eight. I think more so for the team, it was super important, you know, like, uh, this past year has been a, a, a lot of ups and downs, especially this past month. And, uh, we've been working really hard, you know, uh, and also I was really happy for DJ as well. Cause he stepped up and made, made some really big plays in, in the game. He made a lot of threes and, and, uh, he, I was just really happy for him. I was really happy for the team. And it, it was, like you said, it was one of those really clutch moments that he just stepped stepped, stepped in for the shot and, and knocked it down. So um, I was just happy, happy at that moment. And it was it was a, a, a release of just excitement, excitement for, the, for what's, what's to come. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I went back and I looked and I saw that from three minutes left in the first half, until three minutes left in the third quarter, you scored 19 points with two assists, and you guys went from down three to up 17 to, to basically uh, decide that, that you know you guys were going to win the game. The question was whether or not you were going to um, to, to to save the difference. Um, what made you feel like, if at all, that you should maybe take some more of the scoring responsibility in this game? Um, I think it was just just the the timing really uh i i think i had hit one shot and then um coach just kept going to me and then and my teammates kept setting good screens and they they were really encouraging me the entire time just like oh, hey just be aggressive just keep going keep going keep going and and we we all knew what what was at stake for the game so it was it was just important that all of us whoever got it going just get them the ball whoever whoever is 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 hot just try to get them the ball and at that point i was just again a little bit a little bit hot and then we were just playing defense and trying to get stops and then uh i was just luckily making making some shots 21 points in the first quarter that was seven more than you had scored in any other bcl game this season uh ended up with 30 uh, I went back and I I saw 29 points for NSA in game one of the quarterfinals of this 15-16 FIBA Europe Cup against Sabona. I uh, also saw 28 points against LaSalle in January 2011 for GW in college. 30 mm-hmm. points maybe high school or is that the most you've ever scored? No, I, I, I think I've been high school. I've had uh, 54. <laughs> um and uh, uh, it's it's the most in pro for sure. I, I've gotten twenty eight a couple times, twenty eight, twenty nine, but that's that's pretty much it. But yeah, it's the most I've scored as, as a pro. Um, just to kind of go through the one one highlights uh, from the, the 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 point until now uh, that I I want to kind of ask about was game four, game day four of the um, of the playoffs. 
you know, that was the 77-76 loss at home to Halone. Of course, you know, Henry mm-hmm. hits the, the step-back three-pointer after the missed free throw uh, to tie the game. And then there was the technical on Erden for stepping over the line. Um, and, and the question is this, how do, you, how do you as an athlete deal with the highs and lows of, of, of such an important game, really just seconds apart? I mean, you guys were, you know, that close to sending the game to overtime, um, and and then you go to have something like that. How do you, how do you as an athlete go through the the highs and lows of, of that? Well, well, for me, it, it it was definitely like heartbreaking. But uh, for for me, one of the things I go by is don't get too high, don't get too low. So uh, during your highs, don't be too high about anything and be too excited. And during those lows, don't get too 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 down on yourself or too down on the team to where you can't come out of that place. So. Uh, it's it's about staying even, and and for us as a team, we knew at that point it was just one. Of, it's one of those games, you know. As, as for for basketball and sports in general, it's just you know sometimes you need some luck, and and at that point we didn't have that luck. So uh, it was just important to stay together, stay calm, and just keep pushing pushing through to the next day. And then at some point we we figured that the sun was shine on us. Yeah, uh, we like to go back and kind of introduce our our, our fans to the players that and coaches whatnot that we interview. Uh, you were born in Sleepy Hollow, which is uh, located uh, about twenty five north, twenty five miles north of, of New York City. Of course, Sleepy Hollow. Whenever when somebody says that, you know, you might think of the. I mean, I know I do immediately. Um, I guess it was eighteen twenty Washington Irving short story, the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, before we get into the basketball in that area, what was it like growing up there? And, and was this legend, I mean, you're from there. Um, I'm not going to say it was a burden because it obviously wasn't, but was it, was it, was it present in like every day or not every day, but was it present there for you guys? Um, I mean, the, the high school is the, the mascot is the head of the horseman. So it's, I mean, it's, so yes, it's there, but, 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 for me, there wasn't anything spooky, spooky about the about the city. Um, it was just a it was a good place to live for me. You know, I grew up I grew up there, and I grew up uh, in Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon, New York. And so, I split my time between both both places, and it was a it was a great way to grow up for me. I saw that um, my family. I saw that Eric Pashal the of the of the Warriors was born in in neighboring uh, North Terrytown. And uh, Donovan yep. Mitchell and Elmsford. Um, so you know, like I said, this was just north of North Car- uh, of uh, of uh, New York City. What was the basketball like growing yep. up? Growing up there, you know, it's it's actually really competitive. The entire Westchester is is really competitive. We got a lot of guys that that play Division One. We got a lot of guys that that stand out, and and you know, it's like for for example, just uh. Just this year, we had another McDonald's All-American from from White Plains that actually went to my high school. The year before, we had a McDonald's All-American was at my high school as well, Stepanak High School. Um, it's it, Westchester is a, is a good place to play. Like you know, you got to you got to step up. You got to be a top dog uh, in Westchester, and and you got to really represent for the nine one four when you when you play everywhere else. Yeah, I suppose there's probably a little bit of an underdog or or whatever feel when you go down. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's always an underdog feeling when 
when uh, you're from Westchester, you got you got to play in the city, or you got to play here, you got to play there. You know, not a lot of people know exactly where exactly where you may be because a lot of people are just familiar with the boroughs. You know, your, right. your Bronx, your yeah. Manhattan's, and things things of that nature. So you, you it's it's one of those things where you, you got to prove yourself all the time. Um, maybe who'd you model your game after? B- basketball role models and why? Oh, um, growing up, I loved Allen Iverson. That was my favorite mm-hmm. player. Um, he he just was so tough. He was tough as nails. He could get to the basket. He could shoot. He 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 was a game changer, and uh, he was he was really uh, my biggest biggest role model growing up. You went to George Washington. Uh, that's in the Atlantic Ten. Uh, for those who don't know, UMass, LaSalle, St. Joe's, St. Bonav- Bonaventure, Rhode Island, Dayton, St. Louis. Not many people might know about that conference. Um, I know it's hard to just describe a conference in general, but but how would you how would you try to describe the the Atlantic Ten? Oh, uh, the A Ten when I was there was really good. You know, um, we always had about four or five teams that would go to the tournament. So it would be, it would be really competitive throughout, throughout the entire year. Like Xavier was one of the best teams always in, um, always in the A-10 and, and also Dayton was a really good team and, and Rhode Island, et cetera, et cetera. So it was, it was always night in and night out. It was, you're going to have a, a, at least a couple of good players that's, that's going to be playing professionally somewhere. And and then out of college you went to you did one year uh, in the D League and then went to Turo in in uh, in, in Poland. Uh, second yeah. season there, we're talking now 2014-15. You guys played in the Euro League, and you're facing some big clubs: uh, Barcelona, Panathinaikos, uh, Fenerbahce, Milan. You know, this is your second year as a professional. What was it like playing? You know, really against the best uh, uh, of European basketball. Man, it was it was exciting. Really, it was it was like a it was a real culture shock because I wasn't used to playing, uh, playing against those type of teams, playing in those type of arenas. And, and, uh, during that time, uh, in Poland, we actually had to play our home games away. So it was a lot of travel, et cetera, et cetera. So it was, it was different. It was different, but, um, it was a great experience. And I, I, I think it's without that, I, I wouldn't be here today. Was there, was there one moment, one game, one you know one opponent uh that you guarded or or had to had to defend or whatever that that from that uh from that the, those grouping of of, of uh yearly games that really sort of uh really take yeah, that you really took with you um trying to trying to think um because it was it was really like <laughs> playing playing those teams it was really like a team effort like everybody mm-hmm. really just was just good. Everybody, you couldn't you couldn't leave anybody open. You, that's really what I remember from it because I was I was so young and I was so new to to playing European basketball. It was just like you uh, you couldn't leave anybody open. You make a mistake, they're gonna make you pay. And it, it, <laughs> we were just trying to figure it out. We were we were a really low budget team, so it was it was really difficult for us. You guys did win two Polish titles, though, uh, with Turo, and then uh, also reached the the FIBA Europe Cup semis. We're going to fast forward a little bit here through through your career. Um, uh, FIBA Europe Cup semis with NSA, and then you finished that 15-16 season with Strasbourg, reached the finals, uh, took a 2-0 lead on Asphalt and lost that. Um Annecy the next season went to the to the quarterfinals um, of the FIBA Europe Cup, lost to 
Ostend after having the the twelve point lead in the um, in the first game, and then lost in the quarters of the BCL uh, with mm-hmm. Banvit to Monaco. Um, you know, there's a couple of disappointments right there. You know, I mean, are you starting to not necessarily question yourself, but I mean, you talked before you really kind of keep level headed. Um, is that kind of where that base, where you kind of got that base from, where you know you 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 have to deal with these uh, disappointments in general? I got that base from a long time ago from my father. Like okay, uh, when when I was younger, yeah, when I was younger, it was a lot of it was a lot of moments where where it was where it was really low, and it was a lot of moments where it was really high. So he just really instilled in me that I should just stay even and et cetera, et cetera. But those moments in general, um. It's tough because we we also even though we lost those we had a we we had a like a pretty good season for 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 our te- for our team domestically and international like it was a that was a good good way uh my, that Monaco team was 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 really good I think they lost in the championship as well mm-hmm. but um it was disappointing we, it was it was for sure disappointing but you know you got to get back up and try again. Yeah, um, that that uh, season that you finished with uh, Strasbourg, um, you you actually uh, met up with a with a with a guy that you had played with before uh, at Turo with uh, Marty mm-hmm. Collins. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I one of the things I like to ask um, uh, Americans is, you know, how some of these older players uh, sort of how what you take from them. Uh, you know, he was thirty, had played, you know, three played in the NBA, played for Olympiacos, um, you know, and that was your second year in, in Poland, uh, and then saw him again. What, what is it, what does, you know, in particular, uh, Marty Collins mean to you? Uh, Marty, Marty was a big help. You know, Marty was a, a big help, especially in my second year. He, he really helped me with that level of professionalism and, and, and just, just working hard and getting to the gym and taking over games, et cetera, et cetera. There would be a lot of games where everyone would be looking at each other and he would just take over. So it was, it was one of the, one of those things where he was just, he also just helped me a lot off the court, you know, off the court. He was, he was there for me a lot, always looked, looked after me. You know, I was like his little brother. And then uh, really the culmination, 2018, 19, uh, you go to Virtus Black V, you know, great crowd. Europe, uh, you know, they're all excited about being in Europe first time in 10 years, all of the expectations. Um, and then actually between the round of 16 games with Le Mans, you, you know, you, you guys lose coach and, uh, and have Sasha uh, Georgievich come in, um, you know, without all the history that he has as both as a player and as, what he's done as a coach. Maybe just, just talk about um, sort of the, the feeling of the team when, when, when he came in. Um. It was different. I mean, it, it's with him and Pino, it's two totally different styles. So mm-hmm. it was different styles of play. I was going to have to play different. Everybody was just going to have to fill in, fill in um, to how he wanted us to play. And um, so everybody was accepting. Everybody was was just ready to ready to play. It was just like, uh, hey, we got a new coach, and he he was a real real good guy. You know, he's nice guy he's 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 about his business and, and and about winning so he he definitely helped us get to that get to that stage and you reached the final four held Bember to 50 points in the semis and then uh knocked off Tenerife by 12 to to win the title uh maybe the biggest difference that um that you guys had in in getting those two big those two wins 
You said what was the biggest difference? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the the biggest difference was us going <laughs> us going as a team and deciding we're not losing, and we all played together. We played together that weekend and and didn't care about who got shots. We didn't care about uh, who messed up. We didn't care about anything. It was just about winning the basketball game. And kept Kevin Puncher played played phenomenal he was he, he was unconscious and, and and we got him the ball and we all just played a lot of defense we played a lot of defense we got a, a, a Mott the ball you know because Amat was on the team as well and we just really all played as a team we just filled, filled in filled in made shots played a lot of defense got a lot of steals and we just played with a lot of energy and, and, and we we definitely wanted to win that championship yeah, that was it. Was definitely fun. Uh, any game with KP is fun to watch. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, after all of those disappointments that we had just gone through, um, maybe just how magical was that for you to to get such a uh, an important trophy? Man, it was it it was great. It was great, especially from uh, you know everything we went through during during that season. It was it, it was a difficult season for everyone. Uh, players, coaches, it's a lot of changes and things of that nature. And it was just, uh, it was like a sigh of relief and also just like it was full of excitement and happiness. We we uh, we, we had a real tight group of guys on that team where where we all cared about each other. So it was, it was definitely great to get that together. One of the things we like to do on the podcast is also give fans a chance to fans of the BCL to uh, ask questions. And Alp underscore Turk uh, Turk Guler uh, on Instagram asks, "What do you think of Izmir?" Oh, I like Izmir. Izmir is a real nice city. is is a, a great city. Great weather. You know, right now it's, it's it's starting to get beautiful, and I'm excited about that. It's it's, it's close to close to a really nice beach in Cheshme and the people out here are, are, are always been welcoming. You know, everybody, everybody here in Izmir has been welcoming and, and, and helpful if you need it. And I, I live in a nice community. I could walk my dog everywhere. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's comfortable. Just a kid from Somerton asks, who's the sneaker king of the BCL? Sneaker king of the BCL. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't really been looking at anybody's uh, uh, on court heat this this year, so I, I'm just uh, I'm not even sure. <laughs> so, what do you think of those jerseys that you guys have? Oh, I like our jerseys. Our jerseys are nice. Our jerseys are real real cool. Uh, um, I think ours is one of the best one of the best of the league for sure. Yeah, and you got and then you got the Superman diamond from Tofas too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Amat twenty four <laughs> asks, "Who's your favorite foreman?" <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> man, you know, after playing after playing with uh, Amat for the past three years, it's it's, it's been f- fantastic. You know, like that. That's my guy. Always and and I hope we get to play a whole bunch of years together after this year as well. 
I love how some sometimes we get at, we get teammates come in and and uh, and hijack the question. So I knew that was coming. So that's great. Yeah, that's we'll, we'll, we'll come. We'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. Um, Kemalozas uh, underscore says, "What are three? What are the three most important things to win a trophy?" Oh, three most in, most important things to win a trophy. Um, I think one number one is uh, togetherness. Like you got to be together. Uh, number two, I would say is focus. You gotta have a, a a high level of focus as a team, as a player, and um, three. You gotta make shots. You got to make shots. You have to no. You have to have guys who make big shots and aren't aren't scared to to take them. Yeah. That that as well. That as well. You gotta have guys that that can step up and make make big shots. And you gotta have a team that's gonna. Knock, knock down shots and, and be ready to play. And that comes with, that comes with, you know, being together and, and, and having a high level of focus. Yeah. Uh, I was doing some research. So those are the questions on, uh, from, from Instagram. Uh, I was doing some research on my own, trying to, to, to find out more about you. And I saw a video uh, uh, done by the EuroLeague of you cooking. Uh, and was uh, just wondering what's your favorite dish to cook and, and maybe which European country you've been around uh, uh, quite a few different countries maybe has the best cuisine and maybe which country is underrated food-wise food oh I you know um, right now I don't do too much cooking anymore you know <laughs> thank God but uh, I think maybe maybe my favorite Meal to cook is a, is is just a nice steak, just a nice steak and, and some vegetables. That's a that's a that's a I cook a pretty good steak um, on like a, a cast iron skillet or on on, on um, in the oven or anything like that. And um, uh, what was the second question? Uh, country, which country maybe has the best and uh, cuisine, and maybe which uh, country is underrated food wise? Um. It's tough. I've been in some really good countries, you know. Mm-hmm. I've I've been in some really good countries, visiting, living, and it's really tough. I I, I really want to say that Turkish food is really good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like being here for the for the past past two three years, maybe it's. I think that might be one of the places that's underrated, you know. Like a lot of people talk about uh, maybe like France and. Or, or Italy and, and, and Spain and but, but Turkish food is really really underrated. I, I, I love Turkish food. So yeah. Um, another place that's really good. Whenever when whenever I go on vacation or anything like that, I, I I love I love Spain. I love Spain and their food. I love the the tapas and love eating there. Yeah. Uh, after winning the BCL, uh, you you went to uh, Turkey to go to uh, Piotr Kashiaka, uh, played in FIBA Europe Cup, and also for Coach Shorich. Um, you went there. You mentioned him, Amat. Um, uh, how how much, if at all, did you guys talk about going there together? Um, and maybe what was the plan going there? Uh, well, um, Amat had signed here first. And um, I thought it would be definitely a real good situation. Like uh, coach was building a really good team that that I that I've seen. I talked, I spoke with him. You know, I spoke spoke with uh, Ahmad, of course, and 
And we were just hoping to do something special. It was it, Ahmad played a big part in me coming here, especially with Coach. And um, I'm happy. I'm happy it all worked out that way as well because we we built we built something special starting from last year for sure. Yeah, and you could see that you like when this team. Um, I know there's one game where you know you took the charge with like a minute and a half left, and then he went down and scored the big basket. Uh, I can't even remember which game that was. I know that was in the playoffs, so but you know I mean, you could tell that that there's that uh, BCL champion leadership that's that's there. Um, yeah. You guys reached the FIBA Europe Cup semifinals last year. Obviously, they were canceled with COVID, and and now you're in the final eight, the BCL. You know, you guys have a lot of guys uh, who who can hit the big shots, you know, and are tough, and you know, and then you and and uh, and I'm you know have that BCL you know winning experience. What makes this team so good? Uh, what makes this team so good? I, I, you know, we got a lot of weapons. We got a lot of weapons on the team. Like we, we've, we've been talking this entire time, and, and you know, we got one of the leading scorers in the in the league on our team, and that's Ray Mar. You know, mm-hmm. he's been playing. He's been playing phenomenal this entire year. This entire year in the in the Turkish league and in Champions League. You know, we got a lot of we got a lot of individual weapons, and we also play together. You know, so it's. We play for each other. We we all our guys, guys coming off the bench, they they're ready to play, and and it's just for us. I think it's it's really just sacrifice. We all we we. I feel like there's a there's a lot of players on the team that we we potentially could be somewhere else and and have a way bigger role. But we're playing on this team together, and I feel like we we we're sacrificing one at a time and. For, for a bigger cause and for a bigger goal. And, and I think that's, that's what's really going to help us, you know. Bigger goal. Uh, obviously, the big goal is the title. We don't know the road yet there. Um, of course, left in the field, there is, uh, uh, is, uh, is uh, Dan Kravich uh, with uh, Burgos, who obviously mm-hmm. won the title with you and I'm out there uh, with Virtus. Uh, how much fun would it be to face him uh, along the road? It would be it would be nice. It would be nice. You know, they're they're a really good team. They're a really good team. I'm excited to actually just see see my boy him and uh, also Kenny Horton. I'm excited just because he's from he's from Westchester as well. Um, I'm excited to just just see him in the bubble as well. So um, you know, whoever whoever we gotta face is that's what we're gonna be ready for. So like you said, we don't know who we're gonna play or anything like that, but it's it's gonna be one game at a time. All right, last last one. Complete the sentence. Pinar Kashiaka will win the Basketball Champions League title because because uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because we need and want to. <laughs> there you go. All right, Tony Taylor from Pinar Kashiaka. Thanks a lot for taking some time. Appreciate it, and uh, congrats on making the final eight and uh, and wherever that may be. Uh, look forward to watching you there. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Fantastic. Uh, was uh, Thank you to all of the fans who sent in the questions. I love it when when teammates hijack our, our questions. It's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and obviously the, 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 the guys also enjoy it. Uh, both sides, both the interviewee and the questionnaire, if you will. Okay. So obviously no games next week. Uh, we will have podcasts each week uh, in the build-up to the uh, final four, final eight, 
but there are no games. We'll have to we'll have the draw to talk about uh, not next week's show, but the week after that. So can expect that. Probably mention a, maybe just talk a little bit about the the host next week. Uh, so basically, that's the show this week. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at basketballcl. Like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can uh, get the mobile app. The email, the email address is info at championsleague.basketball. The website is championsleague.basketball. Go catch the BCL on Twitch. And uh, as always, the games are uh, live and on demand, so you can go back and watch every game of all of the eight teams in the final eight. Go back and watch all of them and uh, on live basketball.tv. So uh, that is the show this week. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the, the, the couple of weeks uh, without games. Like I said, no need to worry. We will have podcasts talking uh, with uh, somebody from each of the teams in the buildup to the big, big uh, showdown, wherever that may be. We don't know right now, but next time uh, you, you listen to us, uh, we will know. We'll talk a little bit about that next week. So I'll talk to you then.